World War I has never looked so good. Um, that didn't come out right. Um, also, Doolittle did very little for anybody. And finally, Kristen Stewart fights Squidward's family. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I'm here with Joel Merrick Cunningham. I thought we were going to say something <laughs> about that. Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. That's the thing. It's okay. It's an alter ego of Joel's, and he's a prospector. Yeah, there we Just go. kidding. He's we'll not really a prospector, but he's a prospector. We'll just go with that. And I'm a prospector <laughs> with a dog named Dodo. Dodo. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, sorry. Inside jokes. <laughs> and who am I today, Joel? I'm here with Matt, and the Oscar goes to, hey... Hey, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> thank the Academy. I'd like to thank uh, the farmers oh, and farmers? <laughs> and all the cows. Anyways. I like it. It's good. <laughs> that was a Joaquin Phoenix joke. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Anyways, moving right along. I'm not going to explain it because it's something you don't – I like I don't want to say it yeah. because it sounds so crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. I was – I kind of was like, huh, Yeah. this is going a really interesting direction yeah, right we now. Yeah, were, we were – Tuning in late in the Oscars, like it was already up to like, um, I think Best Foreign Film is when we finally hopped in. Yeah. And my girlfriend was sitting there and we were all just kind of eating food and stuff. And then she wasn't really paying attention. She was kind of on her phone. And then it got to that part of his yeah. acceptance speech. And he said that. And she goes, what are we watching? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know right now. I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Oscars, when, so when did Lose Yourself by Has- Eminem come out? Seriously. 2002. Hashtag Oscars. Anyways. So crazy. <laughs> um, anyways. So if you're tuning in, let me just say hi. My name is Matt. That's Joel talking on the Yo. other end. Yo. And um, this is the real review. So we kind of we love movies. We are on the journey of figuring out, you know, how film is made, how it makes us feel, and how it's all put together, and just that kind of awesomeness. And this show is basically our love for that, but also to bring you two sides of how we review films and. Mm-hmm. How I review films is tend to be more like emotional fan base, like that it make me feel something. I can usually overlook minor things, plot holes, and uh, even aesthetic and uh, detail stuff as it comes to like cinematography. Even yeah, uh, if in favor of you know, did it make me feel something? Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel might be a little bit on the other end. He's all about the details. He loves a lot of those things, and you know what made sense, what didn't make sense, and that can really derail a movie for you. I think sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, we kind of blend those two together, and that's why we call this the real review mm-hmm. um, to give you uh, a balanced uh, light side, dark side kind of. <laughs> there you go. I don't know which one is the dark side. Though. We'll let you be the deciders <laughs> of that. Decide. Yeah. Right. Uh, regardless, Joel, why don't you tell people how they can get connected with us? For sure, Matt. So we've got some great ways to get connected to the podcast. As always, we have our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. I should say that again, Real Review Media. so I'd say it clearly. Yes. Um, additionally, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash realreviewmedia, where we're posting um, news, info, things that are happening, latest trailers that are dropping and stuff. And then additionally, uh, we have Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Real Review Media. Last but not love, least, we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on the podcast and movies and stuff that we talk about. Send us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com, spelled R-E-E-L. 
There it is. Totally. Thank you so much for giving the sweet breakdown on the connection Toast. power. Welcome, Matthew. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so let's get right into it. We got three yeah. things we want to talk about. Um, I know Joel got a chance to see a, an incredibly amazing movie starring Robert amazing Downey Jr. Amazing in one way or another. And uh, we both got to see the movie we're going to start off with is yeah. something we both got to see. Yeah. So these are, I would say, except for your release, well, even your, they're a little out. Like they've been out for yeah, a while. They've been out for a little while, um, but yeah, but we're gonna get to them now because we're catching up. We're catching up a little <laughs> bit. Last couple uh, episodes were specific to 2019. Yep. And uh, worst and yeah. best. And these so, are the ones we wanted to talk about. That yeah, we, yeah. That we've seen. And, yeah, and I made the comment last last time that that um, that 1917. It, let's just start. I made the comment that 1917 would be in my top ten. Yeah. Um, if I were to go back and have seen it before actually making my top 10 list. Yeah. So let's start off right at the top with 1917. Um, this is, uh, it takes place in 1917, guys. Um, April 6, 1917, as a regiment assembles to wage war deep in enemy territories, two soldiers are assigned to race against time and deliver a message that will stop 1,600 men from walking straight into a deadly trap. Written and directed by Sam Mendez and uh, stars a lot of people. But Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, Daniel Mays, Colin Firth, Pip Carter, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Andy Apollo, Paul Titino, lots of people. Mm. And uh, I should note that the cinematographer is Roger Deakins, mm-hmm. who's probably the most like r- renowned <laughs> like cinematographer. Yes. And definitely uh, deserves accolades for this one as well, yeah. I think. Especially with the one-shot style of shooting. And they won. Didn't they win? Yes, I believe yeah, he, they did. He won specifically for yeah. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he definitely deserved. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'd heard a bit about that one style going into this, and it's been done. And I, I like that people aren't – one, probably just because it's technically still so difficult to do. It's yeah. not overdone right now in cinema. Like, for a while, we saw that found footage thing yeah. where, like, everybody was like, I've got to make a found footage right. movie. It'll be a hit. And nobody really – needed to do that too much right. and i think the nice thing maybe because this is so technically difficult to do is that the one shot film is still not everywhere not right. everybody's trying to do the one shot film but right. it's been done um here and there in a very nice way mm-hmm. and i think this film was aided so well by the one shot aspect mm-hmm. of it because you really get the the thing that a one shot does is since you don't have breaks since you don't have jumps in perspective and time a lot of the times you feel like you're just on this like roller coaster and you're kind of you're locked in for the trip and the journey that's going on with it. And the benefit of that is you really get into the story. You really get into the characters. Yeah. Um, but only when it's done well. And this is done so well that absolutely you really get into those characters, mm-hmm. you know, and the journey that they're going yeah. on. Sorry, I'm burping. No, you're good. <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's, it's really. Yeah, I think it aids it really well there. You know what? And I said, I think I said this to you, this. I really enjoyed this movie, and I think a lot of it, um, I would say the first 45 minutes, I was just kind of in awe, like, are they cutting? Where are they cutting this movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Uh, there there are a couple of times where you're like, they could have 100% cut right there. Yeah. Um, and there's maybe only one instance in my mind where I'm like, that was, that was a cut. And I could probably tell it was a cut, yeah. actually. Yeah. But for the most part, there are so many actual one shots in this thing yeah. that are it's it's really a technical achievement. Yeah. There are some really amazing camera movements mm-hmm. that happen along the way during these one shots. Yeah. That it just it blew my mind. And I was I was just really in it. I think you were saying it 
too, it really, it, it, for this story in particular, it aided in your journey with growing with the characters, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And um, it it made it more special. And even just, I, I wouldn't even say just the the one-shot element and the way the camera moved, but like even a lot of the scenes were set up in an incredibly beautiful way. Yeah. There's one, I think I mentioned to you, that's like, it's like a nighttime and there's like flares mm-hmm. lighting up. Yeah, like this, that was like rooms. I was like, man, this looks incredible. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, just really, really impressed. Um, the... Uh, acting I thought was great. The the story um, the story was really good in the sense of well I have a kind of a plus and maybe a negative on the story. Um, it didn't I feel like the end didn't hit as hard as I wanted it to, mm-hmm. but um, that's minor to me. I can overlook it because I felt like I had a really great time in the movie. It, there's this like minor like twist in the middle of the story yeah. where I was like oh this is what we're doing and then something happened and I was like oh wait a minute. Yeah. Now, this is different. <laughs> yeah. uh, just to finalize real quick my thoughts on sort of the cinematography stuff, and then we can I'll hop more into where you're talking. The thing that I think as well that it did so well, and again, there can be – we could spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes just talking about the cinematography. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. But they used the perspective of the camera in such an effective way at times where it almost felt like you were – it aided in the suspense. It yeah. almost felt like almost like a horror film because there was times where the camera would kind of whip pan or turn and sort of reveal something. Yeah. Or you'd hear a noise and then the camera would have to turn to it and you're you're getting a sense of like being the characters. Right. And how you would experience this, you know, when somebody gets hurt, you don't necessarily see that until afterwards and you get the effects of it, which is very realistic. Right. In a war setting. You know, yeah. somebody would get shot or cut or something and yeah. then you would see that. And I thought that was done so effectively and so nicely well. So it, it wasn't like they were just, hey, let's do something different and have a World War One film with a one shot. Yeah. Um, so that was that. I think um, going in more into the acting and the this, this story as well, the acting was good to me. I didn't feel yeah. like either of the actors were like, oh, hands down, the best acting I've ever seen. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily even said that they deserved to be, you know, nominated for Academy Award, but I didn't necessarily need that. I think what this film was about was the journey that the characters were going on and the world mm-hmm. as it was during that yeah, totally. time in that area of the world as well. Totally. So the story, I think, had a lot of strengths and weaknesses to it as well. The best thing that I can say about the story is I think it did a really good job of showing not just the the darkness and the the pain and yeah. sadness that comes with something like a huge war mm-hmm. that affects people's lives and, you know, you know, forces people to live in right. like shelters and stuff. Um, so not only did it do that well, but it also had a bit of a touching, hopeful mm-hmm. kind of note as well. Right. But that was that was secondary. It yep. was definitely more of like war is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a lot of reasons why it's bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and what's interesting too, and I, I actually should have researched this, but if you actually stay for the credits, like even post or before the credits, it's um, it's um, <laughs> I wanted to make a joke about it setting up a cinematic universe. It's not. Oh, I'm just, um, no, there's this little simultaneously bit, there's this in little bit. It talks trenches. it talks about the stories. Of, I think is like uh, Sam Mendes' grandpa oh, wow. or something like that. That was actually a or uncle or something like that. That was a part. Uh, Sam Mendes is, uh, has family lineage that was from. This war in particular. Oh, wow. And maybe even, I'm not sure if it was from this event or yeah. not. Yeah. But um, 
I was like, oh, that makes it like really personal. I, I think that maybe that added to the the heft of of how at least Sam Mendes made the movie. Yeah. And um, definitely appreciate that too. So yeah. it's really cool. I think hands down, this is going to go down, you know, as one of the best World War One movies for yeah. sure, if not one of the best war movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just... There's so many things about it that are good. Like I said, you kind of feel like you're on a roller coaster the whole time. Yeah. You're, you, it feels like there's a constant tightening, mm-hmm. and you've got a couple moments of reprieve. But even during those, you're like, at any moment, yeah, something bad could happen. And I like that. You know, we see they they tend to, and I understand why because you have to make it interesting and have a good spectacle. But they tend to Hollywoodize deaths. Yeah, you know, somebody gets shot, and they're just like, oh, you know, yeah. or something happens. This feels very real. Yeah, you know, when somebody gets hurt. Or shot, or stabbed, or whatever. Remind me of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. It's like that seems like how something like that would go. Yeah, yep. you know. Um, yeah, even the way they were shooting and yep. how their accuracy was impacted so significantly by the fact that they're running. Right. You, know, you can, and they've talked about that. And you can, you can have somebody that's like five feet in front of you, but if they're dodging and they're yeah. moving, it's going to be a really hard target to hit. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and for sure. they, they make it very realistic in that way. And yeah. there's some moments, man, when. There's some people getting into fights and yeah. stuff, and you're just like, oh, like yeah. what's gonna happen? Oh, yeah. what's gonna... you know, there's like there's some real tension there yeah. at times. It's good. Edge of your seat, stuff. And I think, and this is probably the last thing I'll say, but unless you got more to say, um, I was definitely the whole way through, you know, knowing it was a one shot. I'm like looking for cuts. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple spots where it was like, okay, that rock's not real, right. and I can tell right. they're using that to make a cut happen. Yeah. Um, but even despite all of that. The fact that I was able to literally just like think about that, but not think about that, and just right. get into the story, yeah, tells me a lot about it as a film. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what, for sure. I was going to say else? the same thing. I mean, I mentioned that earlier, and I think for the most part, I, w- I was still looking for stuff. But there was a point. I can't. Maybe about forty-five minutes into it, an hour into it, I was like, "All right, I'm just enjoying the story now." Like, yeah. I I got over that, but I know it's a technical thing I wanted to like look for because I was like, "This is really impressive." Yeah. Um, even if there were a number of cuts, there's so many one shots in there that were still like, wow, this is dang impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really like the movie. Um, I'm going to drop my grade for it. I'm going to give it a 93 and a, Oh wow. Yeah. Really nice. liked it a lot. That's really good. Yeah. Mine's similar. I'm, I'm with this weird spot. I'm giving it a 90.5. Okay. No, it sounds like stupid. Sure. <laughs> I'm like fluctuating between 91 and 90. I think, um, some, there was some very obvious, like I mentioned, uh, digital effects. Yeah. It looked really not great to me. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, with the budget and the time that they had for this film, you really could in the it's like you couldn't have just made that rock look like the lighting better. <laughs> Simple things like that. And then I think as well, right. the acting, if the acting okay. had been a bit more, like if the characters had been a bit more <laughs> in it for me. Yeah. Um, not that they didn't feel connected, but it, sure. it, it, they just didn't, nothing specifically about the characters is going to make me remember them as as who they right. were in the film. Yeah. I think that would have elevated it even higher for me. But overall, really, really interesting, really good film. Definitely highly suggest people going and checking it out. Totally. And the music, we didn't even talk about the music, but that was, the score was beautiful. Yeah. It was Haunting really, really and beautiful good. at times. Yeah. yeah 100%. So, anyway. So good. Um, yeah, so 1917, let us know what you guys thought about it. It, it was definitely one of my favorites of 2019. This next film, Joel's going to intro here, but he's so excited to talk about it, and I want to make sure and give oh, him the platform yeah. to do so. Let me tell you about <laughs> it, Matt. We're talking about a film called Do Little. 
Do little. A physician who can talk to animals embarks on an adventure to find a legendary island with a young apprentice and a crew of strange pets. <laughs> Directed and written by Stephen Gachan. Um, there's a number of other screenwriters that I'm not going to necessarily go into detail of talking about. But uh, stars Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. John Doolittle. He's pretty much one of the, the the biggest names in the movie. You got Antonio Banderas, who's kind of making a bit of a comeback right now mm-hmm. uh, as King Rizzoli. Uh, Michael Sheen as Dr. Blair Mudliff. Um, you've got a couple uh, young younger folks that are kind of in there. Um, Tommy Stubbins is Harry, and Jesse Buckley is Queen Victoria, mm-hmm. uh, and Lord Thomas Bagley is Jim Brod- Brodent. And then you got a number of voice actors for yeah. the characters that you'd recognize, but... Um, so I had been hearing mixed things about this film, to put it nicely, <laughs> and I, you know me, I'm kind of like, I, I, I seem to always be the guy that ends up seeing the really bad uh, comedy films, but I, you know, darn it, this is how I was in my head, darn it, I am a fan of Doolittle, I liked both iterations, the original, yeah. and the more recent Ed and Murphy ones, <laughs> you know, I am that, I'm hardcore Doolittle fan, um, I mean, who doesn't want to talk to animals, right? right. <laughs> I'm going to go see this film, and I like Robert Downey Jr. He's great. He left Iron Man. Like, this is this is his move, you know, first big move after the Marvel stuff. You know, he had to pick this one wisely and done his homework on the character. And I get in there, and I have no idea what's going on. That was, like, literally my experience with this film. Um, first of all, pacing. There's a thing in film, and I think the editors, I don't know, I'm not a professional. I mean, I'm I'm professional editor, but I've mm-hmm. never done like film editing yeah. to this magnitude. Yeah. But even I, with my knowledge of editing, know that there is a thing called pacing, and it doesn't change just because your target audience is probably like five or six. Right. You have to give things a certain amount of time in order to feel like you connect with them yeah. and you understand where they're going. Otherwise, everything just feels completely shotgun and sporadic. Yeah. This film was so fast-paced. Like, literally, people's lines of dialogue were like almost every single shot was being cut off. And then you add on top of that, this is just a cinematography thing, every shot had, except for like, I'd say 90% of the shots had some sort of push in or pull out or zoom in or zoom out. So every shot like had to have motion to it. They like couldn't put the frame <laughs> statically on somebody. So it's fast pace sets, like all this cuts. You've got zooming and zooming out every single shot, <laughs> sometimes quick, sometimes slow, but every single shot. Then you add on to this, this script, which makes no sense. Like, like things are happening on the film and you're watching oh, this and you're going, how, why, who, <laughs> hey, this stuff just like happens. And it's one of those, it's one of those films where it feels like they talk about don't write and then type films where it feels like, and then, and then, and then, yeah. and then he jumped on the ostrich and wrote it. And then the ostrich jumped over this thing and said this funny line. And then they, he jumped off the ostrich. And it feels like that's constantly what's going on with mm-hmm. the film. Fixed with that, I'm sorry, the little kids that were in this were blah, blah. not very I, good. No, I mean, no, they man. they just there was something about them where they felt like it literally felt like they were taking the practice shots where they're like, all right, give me like 50 percent of how you would normally act this. Even Robert Downey, in a lot of ways, felt very muted. Everybody in this film felt super muted. It's like they they took all the 
you know, the practice shots and decided we're going to use those as the actual takes. Oh, man. Instead of like rolling on the, all right, now go to 100% of where your character needs to be and then roll those. Also, John Doolittle, they added this like whole subplot thing of like, you know, heart heartbreak and loss. And it really does nothing the entire film except tie into like the end. Um, like, yeah, the very beginning, it sets up, like, why he's a recluse, yeah. which makes sense and it's yeah. fine. But it feels very manipulative because you literally get, like, five minutes. You get a narration explaining why he's upset and his wife. And you never even really meet his wife, so you never get a chance to see him happy. Yeah. They just go straight to, like, he's happy and now he's sad, <laughs> you know? Okay. And you can use five minutes effectively. I mean, just look it up yeah. and the effectiveness at, at what they did. They didn't do that with this. They were just like, eh, he loved her a lot, and then she died looking for the <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but so, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, so then you get into the film, and it starts off with this kid. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, explain every single nuance sure, sure, of the sure, film, sure. but I'm just going to give you a taste here of what's going on. So this kid is out hunting with his family because this is set in the past and they have to hunt for food and it makes sense. And he's refusing to shoot these ducks, even though literally it's what they do and what they eat is the meat. But he's, for some reason, he's just refusing to shoot the animals for some reason. <laughs> and so his dad like is forcing him to shoot. So he ends up accidentally shooting a squirrel. Yeah. He doesn't kill the squirrel, but he injures it. So, of course, you know, he's got to run the squirrel over to Doolittle instead of doing the due diligence of killing it off while it's suffering. So from (laughs) then on, he goes over to Doolittle and kind of like hijinks ensue is kind of like the idea I think they were going for. But Mm -hmm. everything immediately just falls apart from there. Robert Downey Jr.'s character has this for some reason. I cannot understand for life me why they did this. They gave him like an accent and it's kind of a mixture of like South African meets like Indian, like Asian Indian type. Huh. So he kind of talks like these very strange, like talks that way. And you're like, what are you going for? Right. You're not. <laughs> he lives in England. He, as far as I know, he's from England, but he has like a weird accent. Um, all of the humor is like the lowest kind of denominator humor. So it's like, he's like, you know, yeah. punching people and private parts and, you know, fart jokes. and Jeez, that's kid. That's lowest common. Lowest yeah, common denominator type stuff. jokes. Things don't make any sense. Everything is super predictable. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it deserves it. I mean, I mean some people are rating as high. I think rated. the person that would watch this film that would enjoy it would be like a five or six or seven year old. Probably. I started enjoying the film. I'm not going to lie. It got, it started to get to that so bad it's good level for oh, me. Yeah. So it got to the point and I was actually explaining this to film to somebody and yeah. I started cracking up laughing yeah. because of how ridiculous <laughs> some of the scenes are. And this is like just the final example. Um, again, not trying to spoil it too much That's or anything fine. from That's that, fine. but like, so the very end, he has to go to this island because he's trying to find this cure for this poison for this queen mm-hmm. that's dying because you got poisoned by this thing. And somehow he knows that the only cure for it is on this remote island that nobody's ever been to. Yeah. So nobody's ever been there, but he knows that the cure is there. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so he goes to the island. There turns out to be a dragon there. Yeah. The dragon is heartbroken because of the death of her loved one, apparently. But it turns out, no, she's just got a blockage. Yeah. So, I feel like I've heard about this. Yeah, so they use this moment to remove the blockage. And it's not as gross as it sounds. Like, they don't overtly show anything. Yeah. But it's just so out of nowhere and so ridiculous. You're like, why is what, how, what, how? <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. It's like the, and that's the, that's the best thing I can say about this film is just weird. Yeah. It felt like somebody, like, was like, I understand people, so I shall write a script about people that doing things that people do. Yeah. And with animals that talk. <laughs> it's just such a weird film. 
Man, anyway. I'm really excited to hear great on this. Yeah, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a D minus. All right, I'm giving it a, a wow. solid. I think solid. Well, I think it's wow. it's right on the cusp. But I'll probably give it a sixty. Look at you! It's like right there, right on the cusp of F. I think if a few other things had been off, to me like it the sounds music like was fine. To me, it sounds like uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed on for something different than what it turned out to be. I believe so. Yes, he made a poor choice, is what I would say. Maybe come I, back for a little while for some more Iron Man. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready to get him back up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyways. That's I. I was trying to keep it cool. Yeah. No, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Craziness. Well. um... If you uh, love Doolittle, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Joel didn't. Anyways, I um, I probably won't see this movie, but uh, let me talk about this next movie. Okay, yeah. And this next movie is called Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. Um, a crew of aquatic researchers work to get to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory. Uh, it's not really subterranean; it's just under the water. Hmm. That okay, whatever. Uh, but the crew has more than the ocean. Uh, seabed then <laughs> the crew has more than the ocean seabed to fear it's a weird synopsis okay so it's directed by William Eubank I'm not even familiar with him in his body of work but uh, Kristen Stewart uh, Vincent Cassell uh, T.J. Miller Janessa Helrick or sorry uh, Henwick and uh, John Gallagher Jr. Uh, I love all a lot of these people actually mm-hmm. um, and to me it felt like this could have been a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Um, as in like how 10 Cloverfield Lane was a Cloverfield movie, you know? Yeah. Um, this was the one a, in space. That, that, uh, similar the Cloverfield that? Paradox. Yeah. That was not a very good movie. Right. I'm thinking right. similar to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 This movie, um, I, it was not getting that good reviews and, or I was getting like meh reviews. I like monster movies. So I come in with like a positive disposition already and I'm excited for it. And it actually ended up being a pretty good movie. Like in huh. terms of like having really tense moments. I saw it with a friend of mine. He's jumping. Every, he's very jumpy guy, but he's jumping every three seconds and then like yeah. super vocal about it. And then um, uh, I I thought all the acting was good. I, I liked the story. It was succinct. It wasn't overly long. And um, it was really well done for what it was. And it's not it's not like an all-time great movie or anything, but I go to have fun and uh, be like tense and scared sometimes at yeah. the film at the films, the theaters. And um and I thought this movie accomplished that one hundred percent. Yeah. And it was exciting, scary, and good <laughs> acting. And it had some good funny moments. TJ Miller wasn't too TJ Miller, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And um and I was very just pleasantly surprised because I was kind of thinking I was going in positively, but I was very cautious. Let's say that because I was thinking it's not getting that great reviews. And then um, it turns out I enjoyed myself quite a bit in the movie. And um, I will say that uh, on the negative side, it has maybe the the feeling of being too generic at times. But yeah. like that, I wouldn't say that's maybe even a bad thing. I mean, what works works, you know. Um, and that's why cliches are cliches because a lot of times they, they work a lot of times, you know. Yeah. Um, but I uh, really enjoyed it. It was a pretty fast-paced, good time. Some I would say they needed some more character development if I were to point out another negative. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really get to know – you don't get to know them a little bit but not a lot. But pretty much it's like – it was like Alien. Yeah. It's like Alien underwater basically. Yeah. Something's stalking them and something's killing them one by one. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? <laughs> and um, – it was pretty cool. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. There's some cool visuals that happen in it as well. 
and um, I'm glad it's the best. It's the best January release that that I've seen. Yeah, I and mean, I've only seen like two January release movies, but. Yeah. Do you think this was a better just kind of horror, horror suspense? Yeah, more suspense or more horror, kind of both. Thriller, thriller suspense. Thriller suspense. I wouldn't say full on horror. Okay. Well, I don't know. Could be. Could be. Like, I would say it's a definitely a genre movie. So I think it's. Uh, yeah, I'd say horror. Gotcha. Suspense. Yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, it's good though. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it felt like it felt like Cloverfield mainly because of like like the alien element and then. Um, also, uh, 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 T.J. Miller and John Gallagher Jr. were both in Cloverfield movies. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was like, is this some sort of reunion? Like, <laughs> I thought they were going to do a twist at the end, but nah. Yeah. Um, Did you see Life? Do you remember that one? Yeah, I like Life. Was it like that sort of as well? Or is it... A Life was very horrific yes, to me. That yes. was like very much a horror movie. No, moment. this is not as like visually as horrific as Life was. Okay. Um, this, this was, I'd say, closer to like what we got in... Um, What's oh, a good example? It's it's less visually horrific, and there's more like like well earned good jump scares. I think, gotcha. um, and uh, like life had a lot of like visual like ugh. Yeah. Like <laughs> this one's right. Best. That's was straight horror. Yeah, 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 in a lot of ways for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, liked it a lot. Um, cool. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it an 84. That's great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Wow, good stuff, man. That is good. Yeah, I probably won't see it anytime soon, but <laughs> if it comes to one of the streaming platforms, uh, that's I'm not a big jump scare guy. You know? Yeah, I know. It was yeah. good, though. I mean, I enjoyed it, but... I'm glad, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Um, <laughs> anyways, so that's going to wrap it up for the movies we're going to talk about today. If you got a chance to see any of those movies, you have your own thoughts, email us. Uh, again, you have, there's a number of different ways you can connect with us. We have uh, realreviewmedia.com. You can connect to all of our uh, socials from there. Then we have, um, which is uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Real Review Media. And then also send us an email at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, let us know what you thought about those movies. Do you have other thoughts or what your favorite films of 2019 were or even uh, worst films of 2019 were. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, Joel, what else do you have to say or add? Well, I will just say this. This weekend, I'm going to go see a little blue man run really fast. <laughs> Smurfs. Smurfs. No, I'm just kidding. That's not Smurfs. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Cool. One of my favorite video games as a child. Yeah, so. Sega Genesis. It was really like the only game series I had on that. That and like Mortal Kombat. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Some, I'm, sometimes, I'm just going to say, sometimes you see things and you're like, they're obviously just trying to cash right, in right. on, but... I love Sonic too much. Yeah. They got me. They yep. got me. Even if it had still had the weird looking blue yeah. one, I probably still would have seen it yeah, just because yeah. I'm. Well, but I am. Teeth. I want to reward them in a certain sense for like listening to fan. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that fans think were it was, nice it was, about it. But, but I think it was. I think they. I think it was a well. It was a good change. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. looks at the old one and goes, mm, yeah, well, you were okay with that. Yeah, that yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like. Everybody likes the new one better. 95% of people were like, that's yeah. scary looking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. 100%. There you go. Um, Yeah, anything else? No, that's it. All right, thanks for tuning in. It's been real. It's been real.